the final tonight. And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018. Watchman into the right field. Down the line. A fair ball. Adley will turn first. Head for second. He's going to turn second. Go for third. Watchman into third base standing. An extra base hit. His first hit in the major leagues. Welcome to the... Ballpark, as always, I'm your host, Patrick Marin, alongside my co-host, Brandon Cunningham. And today we're going to be talking about the Colorado Rockies continuing our uh, team series. And this is not going to be very exciting because the Rockies have a dumb organization and they have no clue what they're doing. And this is not going to be fun. But, you know, we, you know us here on this podcast. We do it anyway. Um, so, yeah, this should be very interesting. As always, uh Support us by uh, following us on your platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, wherever you find us, we'll be there. So go follow us, uh, as well as drop a rating if you can, and, and support us whatever way you can. And merchandise will be in the description. We just released some hoodies and sweatshirts, if you like sweatshirts. So go check that out as well, as well as some mugs, masks, notebooks, shirts. We got a lot of stuff over there. So if you want to rep your favorite podcast, go check it out after you listen to this episode. And without further ado, as always, Brendan, start us off. Starting off the catch position uh, for the Colorado Rockies, we have Elias Diaz. Um, really should not be a major league catcher. He's not that good at all. This season, he had nine home runs, 25 walks, averaging 228, on percentage of 281, OPS of 649. Um, and not great defense. This guy should not really be a major catcher at this level. Um, they definitely need to get a new catcher soon because Elias Diaz definitely isn't doing it. Um, really should not be starting catcher for Colorado Rockies. Now I move on to first base, uh, which is a much more positive position for them. Uh, CJ Crone. CJ Crone had uh, 632 plate appearances this year. Um, or sorry. So he had 150 games, 575 at-bats, uh, 79 runs, 148 hits, 269 total bases, 28 doubles, triples, 29 homers, 102 RBIs, 43 walks, uh, was intentionally walked six times, and 164 strikeouts, no stolen bases. Uh, that line, the line is 257 average. Uh, 315 on base, 468 sluggy, and a 783 OPS. CJ Crone is a star on this team, and not many people realize it because he plays in Colorado. 
but he was the lone all-star representative at the all-star game for the Rockies. TJ Crone's a beast. He's not the best defensively at first, but who cares with defense at first? doesn't really matter. All you have to do is catch the ball at the end of the day, and you'll be good to go. But CJ Crone, fantastic player, and definitely a bright spot on this Colorado Rockies team. Yeah, definitely. I would consider him the best player on this team. But now he's on to second base. It's actually someone um, I share the same name with, Brendan Rodgers. Uh, one of the only Brendans in baseball. I think one of the, if not the only Brendan in baseball, which I like to see. Um, so, and, you know, yes, he had himself a solid year. Um, in 137 games and 527 at-bats, he hit 13 home runs. 46 walks, 101 strikeouts, averaging 266 on pitch winners at 325 at OPS at 733. Not amazing, but he's still young. He's 26 years old. Uh, so he's got room to grow. One thing concerning is his strikeout numbers are up. Uh, but um, I, th- I still think he's a solid player. He plays good defense. I mean, out of his 13 home runs, three of those came in a three home run game he had earlier this season, way back. I don't know, in June or something. Uh, so that was also good for him. Um, for Brendan Rodgers, I think a solid player for the Rockies, and um, I definitely see him being here a while. And now we got the shortstop position here. Uh, this year it was Jose Iglesias, who played 118 games, uh, 439 at-bats, 48 runs, 128 hits, 167 total bases with 30 doubles, no triples, three home runs, 47 RBIs, 17 walks, 56 strikeouts, which is pretty good. The strikeouts were down. Uh, stole two bases and got caught stealing three times. He had a 292 average, 320 in on base, 380 slugging, and a 708 OPS. I mean, I'm surprised teams didn't come calling at the deadline because he's going to hit the free agent market. And he's a competent major league shortstop. I think that he would have benefited a lot of teams. Um you know, you could brought him in for cheap, and he hit for contact at the top of your order, and he was just quietly really good for Colorado. And he could also play second base as well. You always, you always knew that he was a uh, defensive liability, and, uh, you know, he was durable and that he wouldn't get injured a whole lot. But this year, he was able to show good contact skills and, and just get hits. And he, like I said, he had 30 doubles, which is fantastic. So I think Jose Iglesias had a really good season, and I'm surprised no one picked him up at the trade deadline. Um, yeah, for a while, he was sitting for a lot of average. Um, the leading average made at some point, I'm not sure, but he definitely a little contact. And third base, we have Ryan Mahone, and he also had a solid season. Um, he hunted three games and 529 at-bats. He hit 20 home runs, 67 RBIs, 60 walks, 158 strikeouts, averaging 246 on base frames at 327 and OPS 741. Um, even though he's playing cores, 21 runs is still solid for him. And he's definitely striking out a lot, which is not good. And not RBIs, well, because the Rockies are terrible. Um, but solid year for him. Um, really, he's 27 years old, so he's about entering his prime right now. Um, I don't expect much out of him, but he's definitely a solid player and a solid third baseman for the Rockies. Now, I move on to the left field. We got uh, Chris Bryant. Uh, who only played in 42 games this year, which is uh, really sad for the Rockies because they gave him a lot of money. 
you know, 42 games, 160 at-bats, 28 runs, 49 hits, um, 76 total bases, 12 doubles, uh, no triples, 5 homers, 14 RBIs, 17 walks, 27 strikeouts. Uh, the slash line was 306 average, 376 on base, 475 slugging, 851 OPS. But you have to take, you know, you have to take in that this was a very small sample size, and he, uh, you know, he was injured for so much of the season. Uh, hopefully, he can get back on track and he can get healthy with the Colorado Rockies because he is an impact bat when he is on the field. But you know, it, if he's off the field, it's going to hurt the Rockies. So hopefully he can get on the field for their sake and try and help them win. Uh, yeah, he's definitely a very good baseball player, as we've seen in the past, and he definitely could rebound um, if he is fully healthy. And now in center field, we have another guy um, who's not that great. We have Jonathan Daza this year. He didn't have much of power, but he did hit for a lot of contact. Um, in 113 games, he had 372 at-bats. Uh, Two home runs, 34 RBI, 26 walks, 58 strikeouts, and a 301 average. On base with 349 and OPS 733. Hitting for average and not a lot of strikeouts, but he's definitely not hitting for much power. And out of his 112 hits, he has 21, 20 of them are doubles, two are triples, and two home runs, and the rest are singles. So that kind of tells you what you know. He's not hitting for a lot of power, he just hits singles. But, you know, it's really whatever you do to get on base, um, and that's what you do. I guess it works for him. Now I move on to right field, and pretty uh, pretty good outfielder, Randall Grichik. He played 141 games for the Rockies this year, 506 at-bats, 60 runs, 131 hits, uh, 50, 215 total bags, 21 doubles, 3 triples, 19 homers, 73 RBIs, 24 walks, to 127 strikeouts, which is not great. Four stolen bases and was not caught on the base pass, which is very worthy to note. Uh, for 259 average, 299 on base, 425 slugging, and a 724 OPS. Very good outfielder is Randall Grichik. He was definitely able to help the Rockies. Uh, he was acquired from the by the Rockies in the Rymel Tapia trade, which sent Rymel Tapia over to Toronto. Uh, but I think that it was a nice return for the Rockies to get him. Definitely helped out that outfield and helped boost it to help boost it. And I think Randall Grichik's just a solid player. The numbers don't jump off the page, but he will be productive whatever team he plays for. And Randall Grichik is just a very solid player. Now I'm on the DH with a guy who's been in Colorado for a while and he's kind of made a name for himself. We have Charlie Blackman. Um, Charlie Blackman, we're definitely starting to see um, aging happening. He's not the player he once was back in 2017. Back those years, and this season in 135 games, he had 530 at bats. He's hit 16 home runs, averaged 264, 109 strikeouts, 32 walks, on base percentage of 314, and OPS of 733. Um, no, he's definitely not the player he once was. I don't think we have much years left. Try Blackman. At the major level, um, probably maybe could be his last year. He could retire right now. We don't know. Um, but definitely expect to see him retiring soon. I wouldn't be surprised if he, surprised if he retires a Rocky because um, he's definitely – that's the team you picture him in. You can't really picture him in any other jersey because um, he is a Rocky for life. 
Now to the pitching front. And before we start, I would just like to say do not take records into account here because uh, some one, just in general, uh, pitchers can have success by having like losing records, as we've seen with Sandy Alcantara. It's the Rockies, and the Rockies can't really help out their pitchers. So just take that uh, into account while we do this. Uh, Kyle Freeland is the ace of the staff here. He went 9-11 this year, 4.53 ERA. Started all 31 games he appeared in. Uh, 174 innings in two-thirds. Uh, 193 hits, 96 runs. 88 of them were earned. 19 home runs given up. Uh, he did not intentionally walk a batter. He gave up 53 walks, uh, 131 strikeouts, and a two uh, opponents averaged 281 against them. So Kyle Freeland is a solid pitcher, probably on the back end of a rotation. And obviously the numbers would go down if he didn't have to pitch in cores. So there is, you know, I, I think he'd be better if he wasn't on the Rockies because of the chorus effect. But, uh, you know, still able to put up some solid numbers, even though he does play in a Hurst Park. At the number two, we have Herman Marquez. Guy was actually an all-star last year, but he definitely did not show that all-star level. Um, in 31 games, he started every single one in ERA 3.95. Uh, he played in 181.2 innings, 185 hits, 109 runs, and 100 of them were earned, 30 home runs, and the points averaged 263 along with 63 walks and on a few strikeouts. Um, like Kyle Freeland, his numbers definitely go down if you got out of cores, but still, Marquez is not a great pitcher. Maybe I think he'd be like a five pitcher on most teams or four, um, but definitely I don't see there's not many teams that he'd be a two pitcher because um, he's not at that level. Um, but he's 27 years old, so he's still kind of young. Um, entering's prime right now, so he could get better. You don't know, uh, but right now he's not a great pitcher. Now on number three, uh, Antonio Santala. Uh, he did not have a great year this year. Three and seven record, five point oh seven ERA. Nineteen games, all of them were starts. Uh, ninety-two innings, ninety-two and a third innings, hundred thirty-three hits, fifty-six runs, fifty-two of them were earned. Nine home runs, three home runs, or sorry, yeah, nine home runs given up, twenty-three walks given up, fifty-four strikeouts. Um, bonus average three forty-nine against them. He had a one point six nine WHIP. Antonio Sanzatala is not a great pitcher, and, uh, you know, of course he's pitched with the Rockies because the Rockies need any pitcher they can get on their hands, but Antonio Sanzatala is just not a great pitcher on the whole one, and, and definitely not number three on most teams. Now we have number four. We have Jose Arena. Jose Arena, um, he came in to Colorado through Milwaukee. This season, um, he was a reliever in Milwaukee, and he came in now he's a starter. Um, and he played in 17 games in all 17 in Milwaukee. He started, or in Colorado, he started. And in Colorado, he had a 5.14 ERA, played in 89.1 innings, um, 10 home runs, 38 walks, 60 strikeouts, average 289. Um, so really not great for him. Definitely. 5.14, it's, for Rocky standards, it's not ter- not super, super bad, but it still is bad. 
Um, all those guys, not much with the down that I cores, but wouldn't go down a whole lot because I don't think this guy's very good. 31 years old, getting a little older, and I don't see him being on a major league team any longer because he's, he's not a good pitcher. Now we got number five starter, Chad Cool. Chad Cool did not have a great year this year. Uh, six, six and eleven, five point seven two ERA. Started all twenty seven games he appeared in. He actually tossed a complete game, which is pretty cool. First complete game of, the, of his career. Um, but outside of that, not really a great year. Uh, it was a complete game shutout, which is also cool. Um, he went one hundred thirty seven innings, hundred or uh, one hundred fifty five hits. 91 runs, 87 of them are earned, uh, 25 home runs, uh, 58 walks, one intentional walk, 110 strikeouts. Uh, opponents average 284 against him and 1.55 whip. It's not great. I mean, Chad Cool is just not that great of a pitcher. Uh, some of the numbers are good, but other numbers, most of the numbers aren't that good. So definitely something to take note of. And, you know, Chad Cool, he's just, not really a major league pitcher and probably, you know, he'll probably go to a rebuilding team because he has that major league experience, but overall, just not that great. Now you're one of the bullpen, your closer, um, Daniel Bard at age 37. He actually had a really good year. He was one of Red Sox that like, um, in 2022 was his year. He had a great year. Um, in 57 games, he started none of them. He had a 1.79 ERA with 34 saves, 60, played 60.1 innings, 35 hits, 15 runs, 12 of them were earned, um, three home runs, 25 walks, 70 strikeouts, average of 162. Those are great stats from him. Um, he's not striking out as many batters as last year. He struck out 80, but he's also not walking as many, which is good to see. Um, and obviously, he's eight better. So he's pitching more contact, is, and it's working out for him. We Three home runs allowed in cores. That's pretty impressive for him. Definitely a solid, solid pitcher for them. Uh, although, I'm surprised they didn't trade him because, you know, Rockies rebuilding team, they could have got to pitch for him. But he is 37 years old. I don't think many teams want him because um, you never know. Next season, he could put up a six ERA. That, that's what happens when you're 37. You just don't know. It's kind of unreliable. But this season, definitely had a good year. Now we got a uh, second reliever number one. Uh, got Carlos Estevez, who had a solid year. He went 4-4, four 3.47 four, ERA. 62 games, none of them starts. Uh, 13 holds and two saves. Uh, and six save opportunities. 57 innings, 44 hits, 27 runs. 22 of them were earned. Seven home runs, which is pretty good. Uh, in course, 23 walks, an intentional walk, 54 strikeouts. Opponents averaged 211 against them, and they had a and he had a 1.18 whip. Carlos Estevez actually had a really solid year after having not so great of a track record uh, in the past. Uh, this was probably a career year for him because this was his lowest ERA uh, in his career. So pr- pretty nice for Carlos Estevez, and you know def- maybe a team could come calling for him. You never know, but Carlos Estevez solid year for the Colorado Rockies. And I have one of the third pitcher, the second reliever. We have Lucas Gilbreth. Um, Lucas Gilbreth had a nice rookie year last year, but now he kind of cooled off a little bit. Um, this year, in 47 games, he had an ERA of 4.19. Um, 
No saves, played in 43 innings, 37 hits, 22 runs, 20 were earned. Two home runs, 26 walks, 49 strikeouts, average 242. Not bad, um, but it's, it's not great. I don't really look forward as your, you know, your third best guy in your bullpen. Uh, that's what happens when you're in the Rockies. Um, they're pretty not great, so that's kind of what you expect. Um, he's 26 years old, so he's still young. I think he does have a bright future, and you never know. He could, he could be a really good player. But right now, he's, eh, he's not that good. Now we got uh, the prospect, which is an amazing prospect, one of the best in the game. Got Zach Veen. Zach Veen is, Zach Veen is 20 years old, 6'4", 190. He bats left-handed. He throws right-handed. 2020, he was he was drafted in 2020, first round, ninth overall by Colorado. He's expected to come out next year per MLB pipeline. He's got a 60 hit grade, 50 power grade, 55 run grade, 60 arm grade, 55 field grade, and a 55 overall. Jack Vian is a really talented player, and he has a lot of potential. Uh, and if you know Robert Hassel III, you probably know who Zach Vian is because they're always paired up next to each other when it comes to prospect rankings. Uh, overall, we'll just look at his overall numbers. He managed to get up to double A, where he had didn't didn't have as much success, but you kind of understand when he changes levels. He had a 2.45 average, uh, 3.40 on base, 3.84 slugging, and 7.24 OPS. 126 games, 466 at bats, 84 runs, 114 hits, 23 doubles, three triples, 12 homers, 67 RBIs, 64 walks, 100. 132 strikeouts and 55 stolen bases, which is very, very impressive. So, Zach Bean, I think he's got a lot of potential, especially with the Coors effect. And if he makes it to the bigs with the Rockies, he's going to have that advantage of being in Andrews Park. So, Zach Bean, I think if you're a Rockies fan listening to this, a guy that you, you should be heavily invested in, very excited about. And, you know, he's going to be roaming that outfield, I think, for a very long time because he has the potential to be something special. He has the potential to be an all-star caliber outfit for the Rockies. Yeah, definitely a very bright feature for him. Now he's one of the jerseys. Um, Rockies are actually like the only team that have purple on them, um, which is very unique and kind of up there great for us. We're starting off number four, away, as always. And then we got three, the home. This is the pinstripes. I actually like this one. Um, it's just the other two alternates are better, but actually, um, also the other one. Um, but this home one is definitely good. Like the pinch drives, the black, the purple, kind of all works together. It's a nice one. I mean, number three, you got the City Connect jersey. Um, um, it's it's okay. Green Mountains, I'm not, I'm it's not my favorite. Um, but it's definitely it's it's all right. But there's definitely alternates are better. Um, number two, we have alternate one. This is the purple one. Uh, I mean, it's definitely creative because it's only one purple. Um, it, it does look very good. Very clean jersey. They definitely use enough. Um, if you're a team, that, only baseball team that uses purple, I feel like you gotta use purple a lot. Don't only. Um, number one, I got the black jersey. I like this one a lot. I like the sleeves. How it goes sleeves, the same undershirt. Um, I think it's really clean. The purple rock. Or Colorado across the front. Uh, I just like that a lot, and I think it's the best one. And we have my list, uh, which is just one. There's one thing different. 
I had the away jersey last, home jersey uh, fourth. City Connect third. Uh, but I had the black jersey second. Only because uh, the purple jersey, which is number one for me, there's only one purple jersey in Major League Baseball, and that belongs to the Colorado Rockies. There are a lot of other teams that have uh, black jerseys. For instance, like, you know, the Orioles have a black jersey. The White Sox have a black jersey. The Marlins have a black jersey. The Pirates have a black jersey. So, well, the black jersey is clean and it is nice. It's not the only black jersey. The purple jersey is the only purple jersey in Major League Baseball, which is, I think, very unique. And it makes the Rockies stand out in that way. But overall, we did agree with this. And we had an eight and a half out of 10 on score for this because, you know, the Rockies are very unique on how they use the color purple. Uh, and even the Diamondbacks have a black jersey. I just remembered that. Um, so, yeah, very uh, very unique here. And my favorite player, I'll go ahead and start with mine. I want Winton Bernard. Not a lot of great players in the Rockies. I want to go with Chris Bryant, but, you know, that's boring. And I like to make things interesting. Um, I want Winton Bernard because – he uh, spent 10 years in the minor leagues. He was like a 35th round pick back in 2012. And, you know, if he was drafted in the modern day, he would not be in Major League Baseball because only 20 rounds. And I just really admire his story and how hard he worked to get to the big league level. And, you know, maybe he won't last, but he can say that he made it after 10 years of hard work. And I think there is something to be valued there. And that's why I like when Tim Bernard here uh, for the Colorado Rockies. My favorite player, I already know it went with Brendan Rodgers. Mostly because his name's Brendan, but I also like, um, I had that three on one game. I'm watching that. I, was, I think there was a walk off too. So I like him. He's young, he's a solid player, and also his name Brendan. So I really what did it for me. And like I said, not a lot of great players in the Rockies. Now, um, now we're not fishing off season because postseason's not going on, but these Rockies are going to play any more games for 2023. Uh, so we're going to bring him back the best free agent they can sign. Um, and for the Rockies, we're with Joey Gallo. This might be a little out of their price range. Uh, but we definitely think that he could definitely thrive in Colorado. And he's got a lot of power. He's going to have a great season. So he's going to be on the cheap, cheaper side. He's got a lot of power. He's got a lot of home runs in Colorado. And like I said, a one-year deal. Go crazy in Colorado. And then, you know, maybe get a bigger contract. Because um, I feel like he could really, really be good in using the chords effect. I, I think kind of the thought process was that maybe, you know, you can kind of get him on a cheaper type deal. And, you know, he wouldn't be as expensive as he maybe would have been last year. So, uh, you know, in late, you know, Joey Gallo could fully use the chords effect to his advantage because he is a beast uh, when, he's on, when he's on his game. Obviously, he wasn't this year. But when he is, he can just be a monster at the plate. So Joey Gallo, if the Rockies were to get a little bit more aggressive than they usually are, which they're never aggressive, so I don't know why I'm saying that. But Joey Gallo would be a great fit for the Colorado Rockies. He could join up with Chris Bryant, and those two can try to help make them better because, boy, the Rockies need help. I mean, it's emotional damage in Colorado with the front office being pretty much so dumb, so... Yeah, Joey Gallo, I think, is a good fit. And then post postseason, we got, yeah, you know, we can't do the play of the week anymore because all 30 teams are not playing. They're inside down to four. We had the postseason episode out last week. So if you haven't checked that out yet, go check it out. 
Uh, it's a great episode. Um, but yeah, Astros and Yankees in the ALCS. Um, I'm rooting for the Astros because of Trey Mancini. And, you know, I, I hope the Astros win. They have a perfect record in the postseason right now, which I think is very unique to them. Or not very unique, but I've just never seen it before. So it's probably why I said unique. I hope the Astros beat the Yankees because, you know, we you, you already know that we don't like the Yankees here on this podcast. Sorry, not sorry, Yankee fans. But, you know, Astros, I really hope win it. And Trey Mancini deserves to go to the World Series, even if his role is so small. And the Phillies and the Padres. Um, you know, we never would have guessed this matchup at the beginning of the year in the NLCS. But, you know, to, both teams have grinded. And it's like one of the first times ever that, you know, the, the NLCS teams are teams that didn't crack 90 wins. So very unusual. But, you know, both teams are riding some momentum coming off big wins against big boy teams. So that's all I have to say about the postseason. And I have other thoughts in the previous episode. So, Brandon, you can talk about your thoughts on this year's postseason. Uh, yeah, Astros up 3 nothing. They're hoping to uh, take out the Yankees tonight. And as we speak, the Padres and the Phillies are playing right now. Uh, Padres fighting for their, their season. By the time you hear this, it's probably it could be over or it could be late in the game. Um, but right now, it is 0-0. And I'm rooting for the Padres. I don't know when I'd like to see them. I don't like the Phillies that much. So I'd like to see the Padres in the World Series. And then I'm also rooting for the Astros because I hate the Yankees. I don't like the Astros either, but I just hate the Yankees. Um, and I could I could live with the Astros making World Series because they also did it last year and couldn't cherish one year. Uh, so I'm rooting for the Astros. Hopefully they can knock them out. Um, that would be great to knock the Yankees. But, um, yeah, hopefully Padres can stay alive and sneak by. They're down 3-1 right now, and they got a, they got a battle. I feel like they can do it. Um, but it's definitely going to be tough. Yeah, definitely. So that's going to be the episode today. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, as always. Um, you know, enjoy the postseason baseball, and, you know, if you're not a Phillies, Padres, Yankees, or Astros fan. Pick your favorite team and just have some fun with it. So enjoy the October baseball. It's always great seeing, you know, the final four teams go at it. Um, I've certainly enjoyed it. I'm rooting for the Astros in the American League and the Padres in the National League, but they both make the World Series. I don't know who I'm rooting for, so I'll figure it out once I get there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at least Colorado, Colorado's out of the way. That episode was not going to be fun, and it wasn't really that fun. But, you know, we always enjoy coming out here and be on the ballpark because, you know, we are the best baseball podcast out there. Um, so, Brandon, any last comments before we head out here? Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see who's going to win these matchups. Uh, next week, we can upload, like, a World Series episode or something. Um, Rockies not really a fun one. And I believe after this, we have eight teams left. So, we're definitely winding down. Hopefully, knock out this series in the offseason. Um, and get back to something new because this is it's it's long and it's it's getting tough. We have some teams left though. We got some Dodgers left to do, which is gonna be a fun one. Um, but you know it's good to get a bad team like the Colorado Rockies out of the way. Yeah, for for sure. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, really do appreciate you taking some time uh, to listen to us talk about our favorite sport, Major League Baseball. So drop us a follow on. As I said this in the intro, but Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot of other platforms we are on. So go check us out. 
drop uh, drop us a follow. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, this series has been long and grueling. Uh, we'll probably knock it out in the in the off season, hopefully. Uh, like Brendan said, eight more teams left, so um, hopefully we can just get that done because uh, I'm ready for the series to be done. Um, but yeah, it's always a good time coming out here. Check out merchandise. That'll be in the description if you want to purchase anything of your choice, whether it's a shirt, hoodie, mask, notebook, tote bag, whatever you want, you get it um, on our site. Um, And uh, yeah, with that, we will see you next time.